Insurmountable lead. I'm Frill. <laughs> what up, everybody? And I'm DB. I just had to tap was, into my inner was, Fat Albert. Fat there. Albert in? I don't know. He sometimes comes to the neighborhood. Where's the rest of the junkyard kids or whatever their name was? As long as Mushmouth gets to come over and hang out, <laughs> everything's going to be good for what about us. Rudy, man, don't forget about Rudy. Oh, Rudy always got the short end of the stick, didn't he? he did. Well, he did. when you when you take a back seat to the big man, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> Glad to have you all in on the Insurmountable Lead. Uh, we're really excited to bring in another podcast with another exciting topic here. We, you know, when we're, you're sports geeks like us, it's really easy to get fired up with whatever time of year it is. But I think for me personally, I look at the calendar and I think right about now that springtime coming out of the cold and into the warm weather is the greatest time of year for sports. The greatest, the absolute, what is it? I get the coming out of the cold. I think maybe I'm just in a little lull right now this year, just because we don't have uh, an NBA team and well, we don't have an NBA team in the fight because we don't like the Clippers because we're Laker fans. So uh, the Kings are not in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, but what are some of the other things for you that 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 make springtime the best time for sports? There's something about when the calendar flips to April that I get this sense that, like, oh, man, here's all the good stuff. It's all being sort of piled on back-to-back. Because you've got the uh, Final Four, which is coming out of March Madness and into April, where you've got a pretty marquee event that you can keep on the calendar every year. It's a highlight every year, okay. And that's when CBS goes into major plugging for the Masters, which is two weeks later. So they already know that they've got you cooked for uh, basketball and that they're just going to keep you in your seat for the entire four-day span of the Masters. I I will say their their lead-ins and their pictures of the Azaleas, it's, it's so evocative and it's like... For, I think it's like for maybe like after the second round of the NCAA until after the Masters, at least two hours of my day every day is spent thinking, I want to play Augusta. Yeah, so it's working on you. It is. But I'm at the same time, it, it, kind of, it kind of grates on me. And maybe that's just my genuine hatred for Jim Nance, which is why I'm sort of like over get it. that time of year for him where he just sort of dominates the airwaves. And you're just like, I can't get out of his way because he's so omnipresent. So he's not speaking to you when he says... Hello, friends. You know what? If he were to invite me into the butler's cabin, maybe I'd change my mind. I was going to say, once you punch him in the throat, I don't know. You mean like Jim Everett to Jim Rome style? (laughs) Just don't call him Chrissy. That'd be the best. (laughs) But I mean, so so the Final Four and the Masters, those are obviously marquee events for this time of year. And I think people always get excited about those and circle them on the calendar. And then for me personally... Uh, it's it's coming out of spring training, which is always longer than it needs to be and kind of painful. And then there's that excitement of opening day baseball, which, you know, every team has that bit of optimism that, you know what, we're going to turn the corner and we're going to have a great season. And I think that's cool no matter where you are. Unless you're in Houston. Hey, by the way, have what? you watched the Astros? I, 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 I watched the Astros religiously, yes. No. They have good ball players. Okay. They have some very good young talent, and they're they're two years away. But the Astros are not bad. Okay, tell them to stop playing in a bandbox that has a concrete wall that's like 50 feet away from home plate and left field. Do they take that stupid flagpole out of I center field? I don't know. You know what the hill that they have back yeah. there? It's like 490 yeah, feet away Yeah, that one guy almost plate. killed himself. 
Oops. That's no ordinary hill either. Anyway, so so throw opening day baseball into the mix. And then you also have the playoff chases for the NBA and the NHL, which are really exciting most years in most cities, except for this year <laughs> in, in this, this city. <laughs> uh, but that's okay because we can still appreciate and be excited by the fact that teams are really busting it and giving it all they have to try to make it into that next level, especially some of those guys that have never been there before. Right. And I think you're talking about, you know, end of March, early April. Um, it, I don't know. I think it just kind of starts to bleed into summer for me almost. But I, I do love the fact that we're closer. Uh, French Open major tennis starts. It's coming. Indianapolis 500. Only uh, about a month away. A um, couple, you know, the uh, June gets us into the uh, to the U.S. Open for golf. So, uh, I, you know, you're... You, we kind of have a differing opinion here, but the more yeah, you, but, sense you but, don't buy this but the argument. more you talk about it, you're, you're kind of flipping me. So, so I'm going to say for me, the the kind of penultimate time for sports and being a sports fan for me is kind of on the opposite end of the calendar, and, that, and that's fall. Mm-hmm. Um, for for a couple of reasons, I, I, growing up, football really being what I looked forward to the most. Don't get me wrong, baseball, national pastime, all that, but there was something about football. So when the when the leaves turn color and it gets a little crisp outside, you know, like 78 here in L.A. Mm, grab a sweater. Um, there was something about the beginning of, or just being kind of in the midst of football. But when you're talking like October, you've got the end of the baseball season. So I'll, opening day baseball, the first week of baseball, first two weeks of baseball, awesome. But they're not called the dog days of summer for nothing. True. Uh, but come October, you've got the World Series. No. You've got football, both college and pro, but then you have the start. You mentioned the optimism for baseball. You've got the start of both NBA and NHL. Yeah, I wish I wish those two sports would start later because I feel like nobody pays attention to the NHL and the NBA until after Thanksgiving anyway. Well, 82-game schedule for both of those, I think, could be reduced, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think you want to start the NHL season any later. They're already ending the Stanley Cup in June. You don't want to be playing hockey. That season's too long. In June. Right. You, know, you know. Right. I'd say most of those professional seasons are too long. Yes. But it's uh, it all boils down to the almighty dollar. We all know that. Yeah, that's fair. And by the way, this is a good argument because the fall is special. Stop arguing with me. Damn you. And the, the, the difference being here that... You know, when we talk about the spring and all the other things that are happening, we never even discuss Champions League soccer and all the pre-NFL draft chatter, which takes up so much time on the airwaves. But there's no football. And right. that and that in our country is as big as anything these days. So so I, I totally get the argument that because college and pro football are in full swing in October and you still have all the other sports in play, everybody's in the pool at once in October. Okay. So I get that. So So – if you had, let's 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 uh, let's take a, a possibility here. Let's uh, let's say next year, it's it's this time of year, and both the Kings and the Lakers are in the playoffs. Dodgers are four games into the season. Whoever you're you're rooting for in the Masters is in the is is in the final pairing on Sunday, uh, and. The, the, the final four has all number one seeds, and your pool, if you win out, you win, versus 
USC is playing ranked number one and playing Notre Dame ranked number two. The Dodgers are in the World Series. Um, and the Rams are back in town. And it's a week eight tilt against the undefeated 49ers. Well. Then what? Well, then it's just happy days for everybody. I mean, start <laughs> kicking off your shoes and having a ball. You know, this is for me, I, I feel like this is, I have a personal, uh, I have a personal relationship with my brain moving towards summer. And that goes back to me being a kid where right. I would yep. look at the calendar, April, May, and you'd start to see, man, school's not much longer. I'm going to be out. Summer's yep. right around the corner. I get it. And for, for my mindset... This time of year always evokes those really wonderful, positive, happy memories of coming to the end of that scholastic year and getting that freedom that goes along with that time. Okay, of year. so this so this dichotomy is really interesting because I think maybe for me subconsciously, why the fall appeals to me was it was the dreaded going back to school, mm-hmm. and I really don't want to go back to school. But what's my saving grace? What do I have to look forward to? What's going to lift my spirits? I don't want to be back in school. Oh, but football the season's here. Football's about to start. Yeah. yeah no, I, I get it. I get it. It's I'm going gonna, gonna to flip this around on its head one more time. I think this gets exciting for me in the spring because I love daylight savings. <laughs> I think this is where it's all rooted. This is good. This is like therapy on the air. Right. I've actually now been able to deduce that I'm a fan of all the good stuff that happens in the spring because it's on later, things are lighter later, and I'm enjoying a more festive outdoor perspective because it's daylight savings. This is deep for me. And I'm kind of worried that we're going to have to shift the Albert, Stu- Albert Studios up to Juneau, Alaska somewhere where you can have 24 hours of daylight. Give me a little light. We could always go to Calgary. We could move it there. <laughs> Go Flames. Go to Calgary. No, that is that, – that it's uh, – it, this is really interesting to find out. Um, I think it kind of speaks to a little bit different level that, that sports has always been a part of our lives and it's kind of intertwined with, you know, different feelings below the surface and what it meant growing up here following our local sports teams. And I think it always um – is interesting to consider the dead times of year and how and how you're able to hearken back to those moments where there's so much goodness at once and it's so concentrated and it's so good because you can pick it up at any time of day, especially on the West Coast. Right. You know, we're we're the benefactors of getting the ten o'clock uh, NFL starts on Sunday. We also get to stay up late enough to watch the West Coast baseball games right. when everybody on the East is checked out and doesn't know what happened. Exactly. So, so you can literally go all day during these busy times of year and just be inundated with great sports uh, no matter where you look at it. Right, right. So just a last little twist here. You know, we kind of have our, our uh, you know, notions of what's, what's the most exciting time. Let's flip it around. What's worse, dog days of summer baseball or meaningless NBA, NHL games in, in February? Yeah. Ooh, that's a stinker. Um, I got to, you know. We're just going to uh, stick I, with the outside summer can do something else. And, I think the yeah. dog days of summer are I, pretty I, painful. I, I would, yeah. 
those July baseball games where it's hot and nobody cares and the games don't mean a ton <laughs> and there's nothing else and the draft already happened for the NFL and all the NBA and NHL stuff is done and there's just baseball. And I think that's it. And I love baseball. But, I mean, there's only so many Astro games I can watch. <laughs> so many Dodger dogs you can eat. So I feel like that's the tough time. July. You, you agree with me? I, I, me. I, uh, I agree because even though, uh, you know, February is just, you know, could be the meaningless time, you have two major sports leagues going, and you can always maybe find a compelling matchup in the NHL or the NBA. Um, or the Phoenix Open. <laughs> uh, or even, um, you know, college basketball to a certain extent, although I don't think anybody really watches regular season college basketball anymore. I'm with you. I think it's that uh, summer, and it's dedicated to baseball, but, you know, I don't really want to see the Milwaukee Brewers and the Houston Astros play each other on, like, August 4th. We're going to go to the Astros series. When are we? The okay, now, are they back in the American League now? They are in the American League. And the League. Brewers are in the National League now. The Brewers Can they the just National slip League. that back? Why do you have an issue? I, because I just the Astros are a National League team, and they need to bring back the orange jerseys. Let's not kid around anymore. Oh, I just love those. Those J.R. Richard era yeah. with the giant yes. orange stars bring and the, back, the stripes going across. And while you're at it, bring back Jose Cruz, Cesar Cedeno. Um, oh, my God. You're Mike going Ashby. Enos Cabell. Oh, yes. Okay. I'll watch I'll watch a August baseball game with Enos Cabell and his massive afro anytime. And Terry Poole. Yes. Hitting clean. Oh, God. What a Dodger killer. We just want to thank you guys so much for joining us on the Astros podcast. <laughs> it's been a blast. Digging deep into our past we're, here. We're big in Houston. Please send us Astro jerseys, paraphernalia, hats. Nothing from the Colt 45s, please. We're loyal to the Astros. <laughs> what has happened to us? Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us uh, yet again on the Insurmountable Lead. We hope you've uh, enjoyed it as much as we have. I am Frill. And I am DB. Until the uh, next time. Peace out, sucker. See ya.